Hey friends, this is Jessica Levity Day Lover, reminding you that you are not alone on the polyamorous path. If you're looking for peer support or coaching on your non-monogamous journey, and you want to work with the day lovers, head to remodeledlove.com and book with us today. I fall in love just a little, a little bit every day with someone new. I fall in love just a little, a little bit every day with someone new. You're listening to Remodeled, the podcast. Remodeled is a project whose goal is to expand the cultural narrative on healthy relationships in order to include ethical non-monogamy, non-partnered, asexual, open, and more. We are here to redefine love. I fall in love just a little, a little bit every day with someone new. I fall in love just a little, a little bit every day with someone new. Hi, everyone, and you're listening to Remodeled, the podcast. I am your polyamorous mama, Jessica Levity Daylover, and with me, the man, the myth, the legend, Papa Daylover. (laughs) That is the sound of a delicious sparkling water that has been sitting in the freezer for the past 15 minutes. Is it crisp? What's the flavor? Oh, crispness level four out of five. The flavor is an orange grapefruit. We just found out that our favorite sparkling water ever, Topo Chico, is problematic. It has something in it that's like bad for the environment and also bad for humans. I don't remember. Figures. Google it. (laughs) So welcome to episode two. Season two of Remodeled the Podcast, we're calling this season unedited. And because we're doing this entire season unedited, I also decided to go live on both Instagram and Fa- no Instagram and TikTok right now. I mean, it's like nine o'clock Pacific Standard Time, so <laughs> there's only three people watching total on both of them. But to be clear, I pitched that we give it a try and see how it goes before we commit to an entire season. Well, I figured going live on our social media just like anchors it in more that it's going to be unedited. But so far, so we did episode one unedited and people sent, we got so much fan mail of people being like, can you guys do that more often? And it honestly was really nice because it allowed me to just get that. I up. cannot believe you did not edit the episode. I'm even considering getting rid of our intro bumper and our outro bumper because then I could literally not have to produce anything. I could literally just cut and wrap at the end of the episode and throw it right up on our hosting platform. Um, I'm tempted. But I like the intro and outro (laughs) bumpers. Yeah, me too. And I know as soon as I was saying it out loud, I was like, I know that I'm going to have to. Oh, hi, Marissa. I'm not going to be able to look at comments too much, but one of my favorite TikTokers, Marissa Zimmerman, just said hello. I'm here, and I just want to say hello to her. Um, So speaking of our social media, I don't remember if we had hit this milestone when we did episode one a couple weeks ago, but we have officially surpassed 10,000 downloads of our podcast. That is truly incredible. It's so incredible. We're actually over um, 10,500 as of before starting this episode tonight. I am thrilled at these numbers. We're 200 away from 30,000 on TikTok. 
Dang, I'm, that is a really large number. That's an absurd number. Um, and we're about to hit 5,000 on Instagram, which I honestly thought would never happen because my TikTok grew a lot faster than Instagram. But I think I've been dropping some fire content lately. And also, Instagram is like starting to figure out what makes TikTok's algorithm so amazing. And so I think that has something to do with it as well. Yes, it's all coming together really nicely. Um, for the record, if you are joining us live on TikTok or Instagram, Mr. Daylover did not want to be on video. That was his request. So um, it's not like, it's like, why did Jess just point the camera at herself? <laughs> I tried to get Mr. Daylover on she camera. She did, to be sure. Thank you. Um, I hope that you guys can even hear him. Like, If you guys are watching on TikTok or Instagram right now, can you hear Joe? Um. Yes, the reason I requested is I felt I would just be more natural off screen. You know what? And I appreciate that you know that about yourself. Um, oh, they say we can hear him. Perfect. Oh, awesome. That's so cool that people are watching and somebody is saying, I'm so happy to see you live. Cool. I mean, then maybe we'll do this more often. And it really does play so well into... I am here, actually, to be sure. <laughs> I could have made this, like, prettier down here. We need to work on our studio. Um, so I think this whole going live on our social media while recording the podcast is just so perfect for season two, unedited. So I'm glad that we're doing it. Um, if you're joining us online right now, I'm probably most likely not going to be able to see the comments as we go. I might look over and see something, but... I'm really glad that you're here. Welcome to season two, episode two, unedited of Remodeled the Podcast. Okay, so we have some big news. If you are not following us on our on Instagram, we haven't announced it on TikTok yet. Um, we just had our big tabloid debut <laughs> with UK's trashiest gossip magazine, The Sun. You'll have to put some track in there first. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not producing it. So one of UK's trashiest rag mags called The Sun. It's like the Daily Mail um, interviewed us. Well, we sold our story to them, essentially, and they're fucking leeches and did not give us the money that they promised us. But we knew going in that they're full of shit and probably we would get screwed. And we wanted to do it anyway because it's part of our mission here at Remodeled to expand the cultural narrative on healthy relationships and polyamory. And we're like, we're kind of infiltrating the enemy by going into a conservative trash bag. <laughs> That's what I thought. I mean, the whole idea just sounded like a con job from the very beginning. But at the same time, it gives us a chance to put out a better message of polyamory less how they distort it for everyone's own entertainment and benefit. Right. And I really hounded them because I everyone was collectively impressed with the quality of the story that came out. And I think that's because I confronted the journal journalist of that she had bad intentions with our story, like right before they sold it to the sun. And um, so I think that she went out of her way to make it better or possibly the editor at The Sun, um, because I, right before they published, I got a list of like five new questions from the editor. That's all she said. And I really enjoyed that I got to write the answers to these interview questions because I was at the library. I was in my flow and I fucking threw down. And I felt so proud of the answers that I gave, mainly around having children and how, you know, People think that polyamory and parenting are mutually exclusive and that we sort of 
like it's such a common question that we're asked right and so we've got this rag mag like asking us these questions and we're like is this really your question like we find it interesting what is interesting to non-polyamorous people they're like do you tell your children and if so how you know and i granted everyone is different like i know some people it's a it's a really big deal and they don't tell their children and and that's totally a choice that they get to make but we just live our lives like we're just over here vibing. We're not even really thinking about polyamory too much. I think this has a lot to do with expectations. Like if this was, say, the New Yorker working on a story on us and this is the story that came out, we would be sorely disappointed. But since it's a trash mag, we're like, oh, you know, it's not that bad. The, my expectations were so low. And you can tell the areas that they attempted to make us salacious <laughs> well, and like... Yeah shock value because they like capitalize certain words like the cup this couple says the secret to marriage is dating other people yeah it has this feeling of every now and again like the piece is shouting at you yes so it's definitely and like they definitely took certain things and spun them and there was one thing where it was like Jessica convinced her husband to try polyamory <laughs> and it's just like like you said they're going for the cuck angle Sure. Well, they have to look at the areas where they can kind of play up the drama. Totally. Without misrepresenting things. And a couple people were like, are you pissed that they tried to make it look like da-da-da? And I was like, you know what? It pisses me off because I know their agenda in like using the word convinced was ill. But also it is actually true of our story. And we could argue about the word convinced. But it definitely was me being like, we have to try this thing. I'm trying this thing. Are you coming with me? And so I think it, it, you know, it challenges the male power dynamic where who is this female in this heterosexual marriage who decides that she wants things and then has the goal to go after them? Yeah, I could see that. I'm not entirely sold on convinced, but I could see where that could be actually, you know what, an okay element to have in there. You know, I just like to be honest about our story. And I mean, the most feedback and engagement we get is when we are super honest about the rough parts about our story. And so if I could go back, I might challenge the journalist on the word convinced. But what word would you prefer? Because you're the one who said that, you know, we call that time the dark ages. This is eight years ago when we're like freaking drowning, trying to figure out polyamory with no help. And, um, you know, you described it as feeling like, and you can listen to this in episode one of season one of our podcast, we get really raw. Um, you describe it as getting like pulled down a hallway kind of against your will, which is gross and problematic. So if the word convince is not resonating for you, what word would you use? Presented or displayed or modeled and that manifestation what made me feel like I was being pulled. Somebody offered negotiated that I think negotiated is a great, great possible word for what happened. Go listen to episode one because we talk about it. But basically, I was super gung ho was like, let's start tomorrow. And Joe really wasn't. And I selfishly forced him into it but again forced isn't the right word because it implies you didn't have a choice in it and that's not true so yes i mean i think the word is in line with your personality but it's not exactly connecting with me and my experience of it (laughs) a 
Okay, tell me about my personality. <laughs> well, as an Enneagram 8, you tend to be one of the more dominant personalities in a room. And so kind of having this ability to influence others, not in a way that like you're trying to influence others, but just by the uh, the nature of the force with which you live out your ideals. I think it kind of puts the question in front of people. That That is true. Absolutely. I also knew immediately that I was polyamorous, whereas you didn't. So I was like, was I dominating or what did I just know what I wanted? And because we were in a relationship, you then had to decide whether or not you wanted it also. Yes. And so where I feel that relates is the timeline with which it seemed I was allowed to figure out where I was. Correct. That. And if you go back and listen to episode one, season one, I talk about that I was very selfish. And if I could do it differently, I would have slowed down and been more compassionate to your journey, but also requested that you had come up with a timeline with actionable steps. So not just I need six months to think about it, but I need three months. And in that time, I'm going to read this book, this book, this book, and talk to these content creators, etc. Yes. Why? (laughs) Well, just because like, that's a very you approach. But it's also important because you don't want to have things be vague and undecided. And that kind of can result in a weird power dynamic. Absolutely. Well, and I feel like in a situation where there is a previously monogamous couple, and one person in the couple is like, hardcore oh my god polyamory let's do it and the other person is on the fence or more fearful or both i think that it takes i don't know where i was going with that i lost my train of thought well uh, if you pick (laughs) it back up let me know well i think it just takes that structure like if one person is ready to go and for it then the culture will side on the person who was like on the fence or fearful they and the culture will support that person just oh i know what i was gonna say fuck i wish i could edit this out but this is season two unedited the the person who's more fearful and on the fence will attempt to exert control by holding up the timeline yes absolutely and the culture will support them in that because the culture is also like that's selfish from a place of not really understanding but yes yeah So I think having that structure of like, okay, let's slow down and give everyone some time and some space and some grace. But at the same time, like if you don't see action steps, you're going to get to the end of that three month, six month deadline and that person's going to have not done any work. And that is unfair to the person who knows who they are, but is waiting. We talk all the time about when we need to negotiate and make compromises or just make decisions in a relationship, whatever that dynamic is, then you need to set clear and specific guidelines for when further check-ins can happen, what kinds of actions does each other plan to take, etc. Totally. I um your com- your phone goes to sleep even though um even though we're recording. That's really annoying. Okay. Well, we lost some people, but we're going to keep going. So This was not on the show sheet, this discussion that we just had. No. But 
this is live and unedited, so she's just going to get raw and gritty. Um, So if you haven't seen our article in the sun, uh, go to my Instagram page. I've got a link there for for everyone. Can I be honest? I haven't read it yet. I'm a little (laughs) afraid to. (laughs) It's actually great it's cringy at the parts where you know they're manipulating the story yeah i'm you know what i'm the most fucking pissed about besides them screwing us over on money is i i gave them two tiktoks two of my favorite tiktoks they're funny and they're educational and they make a really good point and they're both satire and they fucking edited them so that you only get the beginning of the tiktok where it, where it makes it look like polyamory is this horrible thing. Like it took the what people think polyamory is TikTok and the beginning where I go, oh, you guys, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to tonight's orgy. And they took out the words that say what other people think polyamory is. And then they didn't leave the rest of it where I show that polyamory is just you trying to schedule dates with people into 2022. Well, of course they did. That shit's <laughs> gold. I mean, you served it up to them on a silver platter. They could just take splices of what was actually said and therefore spin it i no, mean fucking pissed yeah totally well it's i you see this happen on the news media all the time when they take sound bites out of context and this is and when they front sell things going to commercial i mean you know how it is you were yeah. in radio like this is what they do well it's shitty and i will say that they disguise themselves as quote unquote journalists in order to they're like hi i'm a journalist with southwest news agency they have news in their fucking name content creator yeah you're a copywriter pal yeah well you're fucking gossip columnist whose job is to spin stories and make them look salacious and calling yourself a journalist is misrepresenting i have i've confronted them a lot and i also yesterday sent them a threatening email that said if they don't send more money i'm going to publish the conversation i had with our journalist where she tries the conversation's problematic as fuck i am sure of that (laughs) and um because they hadn't been writing me back and i had read this review of them so again i knew this going in that this could happen i read this review where once they get your story and screw you over they stop writing you back and so i was not getting emails back and then so i sent him an email that said if i don't hear answers to these like three questions in the next 24 hours i'm gonna publish screenshots of my conversation with our journalists and they're problematic as fuck and i'm gonna have everyone in the polyam community share it on their social media i got emails within an hour yeah of course well you just have to strong arm them a little bit and just let them know that you're not just gonna go quietly away Just go quietly anywhere? <laughs> Hardly. Yeah. So, of course, I just <laughs> dropped my notebook with the show sheet list, and now I don't know where we are. It just means I failed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then we can't come out and say, oh, well, this is the next edited ep- or unedited episode. Season when two, we- partly edited. Well, I don't even need the show sheet. I don't know why I wasted my time, because I know where we're at. I want to update everyone on our dating life. Why don't you go first? What's your dating life like? Well, I seem to generally, this is just kind of a brief summary for you. I seem to bounce between conversations with the polyamorous babes on OkCupid who wind up to be too saturated and they drop off, fall off eventually. Or 
over on Bumble, you end up talking to a lot of monogamish people <laughs> who are just so true. not really sure of what they want. I've had few. I don't think I've actually talked to a truly polyamorous person on Bumble. And, you know, sometimes I get dates out of it here and there, but um, a little stoppy starty at the moment. I downloaded Field, which is a little weird at the moment, but... Well, it's weird because Field is weird or it's weird at the moment. Oh, well, more that the app wasn't what I thought it was. And maybe it's unfair to call it weird, but... It just seemed like what I'm looking for, the most of the folks on there are looking for something else. And that is totally fine. But So every, all the poly people on OkCupid are too saturated and all the monogamish bitches on Bumble just end up ghosting because they're not really polyamorous. Yes, more or less. And so, you know, I kind of rise and fall a little bit with how much I want to actually try and engage and swipe or kind of hunt, if you will. Um, and then other times I'm like, ah, I'm really just over this and dating apps can be kind of weird in general, you know, with the whole tracking thing, it kind of creeps me out a little bit where it's necessary for them to have your location and you know where other people's <laughs> locations is. And I understand that my cell phone is a tracking device in and of its own nature and self. And that is already happening and occurring and I'm already watched and surveilled by other things, other ways that I engage online. So I know it's not anything novel or new, but there's something kind of, I don't know, creepy about the way that they're trying to sell me on the app and with the notifications. And yeah, like I said, the tracking thing kind of is eerie to me. Well, and speaking of sell you on things, like I haven't been on dating apps since like a year and a half ago. So pre-pandemic, pre-pregnancy. And I hadn't noticed, I mean, like there were ways to upgrade and buy the premium or whatever, or buy the ability to super swipe, like that existed. But logging in a year and a half later, holy crap, I feel like you have to buy something now. I almost feel like the free app barely exists. And I'm suspicious that they're even really showing you your true connections because like I'll swipe a couple people and then it will show me an ad of like 20 people have super liked you. Click now to like upgrade now to see who they are. And I'm like, I bet you you're not even showing me my matches so that I get so desperate that I then have to upgrade. That is something I've also concluded as well. I do not think they're showing me all of my matches uh, on either of the apps. I think that they're, they may be misrepresenting that in how they're presenting whether or not you actually get to see your matches or not with the free version. And I'm sure that all of that is, you know, spelled out in their legal documents, but it is, um, it seems fishy. Let's just say that. Yeah, it's totally fishy. And, I don't know if I download apps when I get like bored or if I'm procrastinating other things in my life, but I just like go through these phases where like I download and delete, download and delete. And I've had my suspicions for a while now that I'm like not actually ready to date, just like postpartum and all that stuff. But then I'm like craving something. And so I was like, maybe I want to date. And so I downloaded, I redownloaded Bumble and OkCupid. And then started getting matches and just like men started messaging me. Well, no, Bumble 
you, I have to send the first message and I realized for the first time in my dating life that I didn't have the spoons or the desire or the drive to want to send the first message. So I was getting these matches and then they were disappearing because I wasn't doing anything about it. And then, so then I downloaded Tinder because I was like, well, maybe I want to be pursued. So downloaded Tinder and started getting messages and just freaked out and was like, I do not want to talk to anyone. I don't want to go on dates. What am I doing? So then I set them all to women only, which I've never done before. They've been set to bisexual, but I've never set them to women only. And so I thought maybe it's like a women thing. So I sent them all to women. I start to get all these matches. And then it's just two passive women um, not ever messaging each other. <laughs> so, so I was sitting with these matches and we weren't pursuing each other. You were hesitant to make the first leap. Yeah. Well, I just was like, well, I don't, and this is so common in the women loving women world too. That's why it's funny. So then I got off. I deleted everything. I, cause I, by that point I had tried, okay, Cupid, Timber, Tinder, Tinder, Bumble. And then all of my followers asked me to download field. And they're like, I think you'll like field. I think you'll like field because you can filter out cishet men and you can um, like search polyamorous people. And Isn't so, that awesome? You can filter out cishet men. I just want to state that. Yes. And I think it's awesome that you realize that that's fucking awesome. And that's why you're one of the good ones. Um, so I download Field and holy crap. Nobody told me that it was way more of a hookup app, like more so than Tinder even. And my demisexual ass freaked the fuck out. Can I say that I spent an enormous, absurdly amount of time like writing my profile because I wanted to up my profile game only to find out that it was a hookup app and no one else really has. I mean, a few other people do, but. Totally. Somebody said, please make a new poly app for ladies and call it Timber. That's hilarious. Um, (laughs) Somebody on Instagram commented that. So. I deleted everything and I'm like updating my Instagram about this journey of me trying these apps and then deleting them. And then somebody messages me and they're like, have you tried her, the lesbian dating app? And I was like, actually, that was the first one I tried a few weeks ago before I downloaded all the other ones. And there's no profiles like there's like your zodiac sign and if you have cats and then there's pictures but there's no profiles and my demisexual ass needs profiles like I cannot swipe on you if I don't even know if I like you and all I have is your photo so she's like um there's definitely profiles you just have to click the little arrow at the bottom and it pulls them up and the weird thing is is I'm not a technological idiot like I'm actually very tech savvy I don't know how I did not figure that out So on a whim, I re-download it and I'm like getting all these matches and I always say I'm like a six in hetero world, but I'm like a 10 in lesbian world because all women are tens in lesbian worlds because we love women and we know that they're the supreme. And so I was getting hella matches and on her, you can message someone even if you haven't matched with them. So my shit was blowing up and it was like (laughs) Mm -hmm. people from like 200 miles away. I was like, Jesus Christ, what's going on? So then I logged off and I was like, okay, I'm not ready to date. Also, I'm not over my breakup. Let's be for real. And I think I'm just trying to bypass the work that I need to do after getting my sapphic heart broken. And and getting my sapphic heart broken makes me sound like a victim. Is there another way to say that? Me, mm. me being me, breaking my own sapphic heart? I don't know. 
um, some sapphic expectation that got broken. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, I went through a sapphic breakup and my heart hurts. And I think I'm trying to like bypass the work. And so I like I logged back in to delete it. And like as soon as you log in, a face pops up, right? Ugh, saw this goddess. It's like I literally gasped. I was like, <gasps> and then read her profile and ugh, just spoke my language. Spiritual is like having this kundalini yoga awakening. Mm. And oh my God. And I was just like, everything was like, check, 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 check. Swiped, matched her immediately, which meant she had already matched me. And then, oh, you better believe I pulled up that message box so quick. I knew exactly what I was going to say. I think I said something like, normally I have a witty opener, but I have to tell you, I swiped solely on a psychic feeling that I had about you. Love that. So gay. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, I'm here for it. So she wrote back and we chatted, had super cute, great combo, and then decided to like go on a, a date that Sunday. And I was super nervous and I felt like I don't want to do this, but I do want to do this. I don't want to like, am I not wanting to do it because I'm afraid or am I not wanting to do it because I'm not ready or am I not wanting to do it because she's perfect and I only like imperfect people who are not compatible with me or toxic for me or not good for me or whatever because I'm fucking broken like that. And so I just pushed myself to go even though I was like, Ugh. I just... I don't know. Sometimes I have to force myself to do things like that. And then later I'm glad I did. Well, I get there and we're like chatting and I asked her like, um, you know, she's going through a breakup right now and um, a separation. And I said, you know, does your ex know that you're dating? And she was like, oh, to be perfectly clear, this is not a date. I am just looking for new connections. And instantly I thought back to her profile and sure enough, she did say, that she was just looking for new friends for the summer and that was it and i was like oh my god it she totally said that and instantly my demisexualness could breathe and i realized i have to do this from now on as a demisexual if i'm going to do the dating app thing i have to just say i'm looking for friends because otherwise i will there it's so stressful for me even if i end up with a great connection in the long run the actual journey to get there is too stressful what i'm gathering is that there's an expectation when you don't have that in place that makes everything uncomfortable which would be worse with women for some reason yes and also like um, I, there's so much there. It shows up in all areas of my life. It shows up in the bedroom, like with pressure and expectation in the bedroom. I just can't, I can't do it. It has to be like, that's not what we're trying to do. And I actually used to have a lot of guilt about this and feel like, see, this is all the work I've, inner work I've been doing. I used to feel like I'm playing games instead of just respecting this is me, this is how I'm wired, and call it a kink, whatever. Now I know it's my demisexuality. I need there to not be expectations and pressure, and then I can I can be there. And so I realize I do this already in my past because I've had amazing connections in my past. And I realize that I only have gone out with people who have been willing to chat with me for a while. And I know that's a huge annoyance to a lot of people like you'll see dating app profiles that say I'm not here to text let's go out and see if we have chemistry and I was already doing this filtering because I was only meeting up with men 
who were willing to have a texting relationship with me for a while. And now I realize what I was doing was forming an emotional bond before I went out with them. I'm so happy for you that you figured all of this out. Thank you. That's huge. And it will make things easier for you and improve your filter, I feel like. And this person saying what they said on the date, I'm only looking for friendship and I'm not... that would make me more attracted to them. Absolutely. And it has created this just really nice, chill, laid back, like we're chatting still. I haven't told anybody that yet because I know everyone's like following my story. But like, it's super cute. We chat throughout the week. We She asked me to hang out this week and everything's been so cute. And I'm definitely smiling at my phone, but it just gets to be this thing. I'm like hardly even thinking about it. It's so nice. And it's perfect not just for my demisexualness it's also perfect for the fact that i really don't feel like i should be dating right now i am so happy at this development because i was pushing you to put yourself out there a little bit and not that i wanted you to throw yourself full into the dating pool wholeheartedly but just go on a date and see how it feels and take some steps away from this previous relationship that Mm. is has been hard to shake And doing something like that, whether it goes somewhere or not, is going to help you have a different perspective Yeah, that you need to have in order to move forward. So I I think that it's an awesome development. Thank you. Um, So real quick, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about (laughs) – we're going to talk about – Well, some things that people say about Joe on our social media and how we have turned that into art. Oh. (laughs) He looked so, he was looking at me like this. And I'm like, I'm trying to front sell. Got it. All right. And we'll be right back. And we're back. Um, Second half of season two, episode two of Remodeled the Podcast, unedited. (laughs) This one might be partly edited. Oh boy. Yeah, it's been a ride. So, um I'm we're live on TikTok and Instagram right now. Um your phone is dying quickly and that's the one with Instagram on it. Um so I don't know if we're going to make it to the end, but we're going to try. I also have people sending requests to go live with us, which I'm not able to do right now. So love you so much, but not going to happen right now because we are recording our podcast, which you can find on all available listening platforms. Check out anchor.fm slash remodeled. Okay, so right now I want to talk about, so this video went viral. I haven't even checked the views lately. It's the one of you shaving me at seven months pregnant. You can't see anything. My belly's in the way. Every pregnant person knows there comes a point when you cannot see your vagina anymore and you need somebody to help you shave that shit. And so you're shaving my vagina. This thing went viral a couple weeks ago. It was at two and a half million views. As you can imagine, it has some very interesting comments of two and a half million people have seen. (laughs) This is what you're famous for now. Right. Yeah, no, I haven't looked at the comments or read them, and I don't think I'm ready to. So a lot of the comments are, that's not a man, that's a cuck. He's not a man, he's a cuck. Your husband's a cuck. What a cuck. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like a man respecting a woman. Wow, what a cuck. I think we have to look at where that observation is coming from. Like, What in their mind makes them construe that... 
the situation between us means that I have failed in some way that they have succeeded or that I am lesser of a human being or a man because of it. Like, so what's the connection in their mind that causes them to come to that conclusion and to be derisive like that and call me a cuck. Like, where does that come from? That would be my retort to that person is I'd be curious to see what you come up with when you look at the connection between those things. Totally. And also why is cuck like pejorative? Absolutely. I, I don't understand other than misogyny, blah, 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 blah. I mean, really, we know what the answer is. So I go to Joe and I'm like, babe, all these comments on TikTok are people calling you a cuck instead of a man. And you, your reply, when I asked you, how do you feel about it? Your reply was, oh, they just fully haven't fully embraced their inner cuck. And I was, you know, of course, speaking facetiously. But there's also a line of truth in it that, that there's something about that concept that they deem unworthy or horrible or bad. And for what reason? And could it be that there is a situation in which they themselves wind up playing the role that they were so critical and judgmental? Oh, Mr. Daylover with dun. the word tonight. Amen. Um, so I laughed so hard at Embrace Your Inner Cuck. It's hilarious for literally the situation we're talking about. It's also profound on many levels, so many levels. And so, of course, what did I do? I made a shirt. That looks so gay. It even has a rainbow on it. And it says, embrace your inner cuck. And I launched it on our merch store, which you can find. Go to remodeledlove.com. Click on merch. I've got a link in our Instagram bio. And you can get embrace your inner cuck. It's such a cute design, too. You can get it on a sweatshirt, a hoodie, a t-shirt, a tank top, a shower curtain, a bath mat, a mug. (laughs) Like, And so... Um, it's super fun. And if you actually do buy our Embrace Your Inner Cuck shirt, which is now our most popular sold merch item. Nice. If you actually buy this, please send me a picture, tag me in a post. Like I want to see you in your Embrace Your Inner Cuck. And it's also really pretty like bubbly cursive writing. So the juxtaposition between the pretty font and embrace your inner cuck is just so perfect because you really have to look at the shirt. Like, I feel like you might be standing in front of somebody for 20 minutes before they'd realize what it said. Yeah. That's not going to not, not going to lead to an interesting conversation. Yes. Amongst folks. (laughs) (laughs) Check it out. Um, Remodellove.com. Click Dot com click on merch um and so also i've been talking a lot about this weird journey that i'm having where i'm a demisexual meaning i cannot make sexual it's it demisexual is on the asexual spectrum i did not know that i know that you didn't know that and i didn't know that either and i know that you definitely do not think of me as asexual uh, no or would i think that those two are closer together on the spectrum but What the enigma that I am is that I am a slutty demisexual. Like my greatest dream in life is to be a slut. Um, I had a really viral tweet the other day that said, as a demisexual, my greatest fantasy in life is to be group banged by a room of people who love me. (laughs) (laughs) So many people were like, oh my God, that's my dream too. And so I've been coming up with this like, I'm a demisexual slut, so I'm actually terrified of sex until I am 
in love with you. If we have, it doesn't, it's not even love. It's a very specific chemistry that I'm looking for. And when we do have it, oh my God, I'm the most sexual person I've ever known. So I'm this enigma. I'm this demisexual slut. So I, I actually want to tell the truth about myself. So I put out this line of merch um, and started the hashtag demisexual ho. And somebody slid into my DMs on Instagram and were and was like, ho is actually um, a word that was created in the black sex worker community and it is not for white people to use and sent me some uh, resources on that. And so I was so grateful for the education. I came out on all of my platforms and told the truth about myself that I had made a mistake and here's what I learned and a lot of people were like I didn't know that thank you so much for telling me um so I'm actually pulling down my demisexual ho merch that I had released and the very few profits that I got from it I'm gonna add to and donate 100% of my cut plus some to Black Wall Street here in Reno for that mistake and then I'm gonna go back when I have time which is always when I have time and I'm gonna re-release the merch because it's actually really beautiful um and i'm gonna change it to demisexual slut so that's the new hashtag i love it i think it's an interesting concept because i can totally see you kind of swimming in this reality where you have all these various amorous relationships that have that particular chemistry that you're looking for and that are also sexual and plural yes do we have a baby crying Yes, there's a baby crying. It's the, I have weird mom hallucinations too, where I think we I hear a baby crying. Um, but so that's perfect though. So Joe's gonna end it, and this is actually the end of the episode. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to support us, and we do need your support, so I edit on the finest software out there, Adobe Audition. It costs me thirty dollars a month just to edit this podcast, and well, I should change it because you know I'm not editing, but I record and produce on Adobe Audition. And that costs $30 a month. Um, and we also have all kinds of equipment and childcare that we have to pay for. So if you want to support us, you can become a patron for as little as $3 a month. You can also just send us a one-time Venmo or Cash App or whatever. Um, so you can check out remodellove.com, click on support us and find all the different various ways to send us your money. Um, you can also rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on that would help us immensely thank you so much for being here with us tonight you're listening to remodel the podcast fall in love just a little little bit every day with someone new i fall in love just a little oh a little bit every day with someone new